Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast, where we interview aspiring entrepreneurs and professionals to help motivate you. Now for your host, Jason Wright. Intentionally Inspirational, Episode 11. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and listening to yet another episode of our show. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, today, I will be talking to a young man by the name of Jared Hamilton, a very driven guy, very, very focused. Uh, he's accomplished quite a bit at his age already. I think you'll enjoy our conversation immensely. I did, and I believe he did as well. Uh, but before we get into that, a couple quick announcements for you. Uh, for one, um, on the website, I've added a new tab for a blog, and I'm going to start putting an intentionally inspirational blog together, and I'll have the podcast all on the same site. So I used to blog on a different site. I'm moving it over here because I think it makes more sense, and it, uh, you know, you'll have more resources available you know, at your fingertips. Uh, this show, as always, is brought to you by Audible. Um, Audible will give you a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial just by going to my affiliate link. It's audibletrial.com backslash inspire. Or you can simply go to my website, intentionallyinspirational.com, and on the right-hand side there's a little banner for Audible. You click that, you can do the same thing. So no risk, no cost involved. You might as well get a free audiobook. Jared mentions a few good ones today. Uh, if you don't have an interest in those, there's like 180,000 titles to choose from. So kind of a no-brainer. So check it out. Well, let's uh, listen in to my conversation with Jared and uh, see what he had to say. Hello, everybody. Today we've got a awesome guest with us, Jared Hamilton. Let me tell you a little bit about Jared. Jared is a natural entrepreneur who has made his obsession with helping other people into a successful business. Jared has tons of energy, drive, and big plans for his future, as I'm sure he will tell you. Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. So, uh, obviously, I just told everybody just a little bit about you and who you are. Uh, what else should we know about you? Well, um, you know, started from very humble beginnings. Um, one thing that uh, everyone should know is that there's, I mean, I, there's, I never, there's nothing special, nothing crazy, you know. Um, you know, nothing, nothing in life was served into me not with, on a silver platter. Um, grew up as an undereducated homeschooled kid um, from K through 12. Never really was around a whole lot of people until I, you know, was in my teenage years. And so, but one thing I learned and found out is that, you know, absolutely anything's possible. You put your mind to it and you can literally do anything, you know, just with your hard work, drive and your positive frame of mind, anything, anything's possible. Absolutely. What I'm hearing you say is you're not uh, scared to work for what you want. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about your business. I, I mentioned you had one, but uh, well, tell everybody what you do. So um, I built I built my brand. It's called Hamilton Trained. My last name is Hamilton, so if you couldn't figure that out. But um, so what I do is I'm extremely passionate about the fitness industry. Um, so my business started with just personal training, just the one-on-one you go to the guy goes to the gym, meets with a trainer, me being a personal trainer. And that's what I primarily do right now. Still, um, I have right now about a local right now I've taken on about 40 to 50 clients weekly. 
somewhere around somewhere around there. Um, so, but I've also this year I branched out into my online training. Uh, I've just started really diving in, into that, where basically I can work with anybody with an internet connection. Like I just picked up a guy the other day in New York. Um, I got another guy that I'm about to start working with, I think, in Arizona. Um, so luckily with the way technology and social media is advanced, uh, you literally has never been a better time to build a business. Um, so right now those are, that's what I've really started doing. Um, I've been doing, I've been doing what I, what I do professionally for about, I don't know, probably about five years or so. Um, I've always been into the gym, the fitness industry and things like that. But, um, about probably about, you know, between, you know, four or five years ago when I really started, but really hit hard about two or three years ago is this, the whole entrepreneur life, building your own brand. That's what really hit home with me and struck a super deep fire under me. And I've been going ever since. And I love every second of it. But, um, but yeah, that's my brand is Hamilton trained and dealing with all, all aspects of fitness. Well, tell me a little bit more about the online piece. So you've got a guy in New York and say he wants to lose weight or train for basketball or something specific. How would you go about doing that over the internet? <clears throat> okay. So basically, um, all of my stuff, it's one of the things that I really pride myself on with my business is everything I do is completely blank slate. I am extremely against one size fits all programs because people aren't like that. Um, I mean, me, you, you know, anybody, everybody is different. I I could literally have people that have the same, everything, the same age, the same job, the, um, same social life, the same everything, but they would have two completely different plans. So everything I do with my clients is completely based on their goals, their limitations and everything about them. Um, and with dealing with the online side of things, it's basically everything I do in person, but we're not actually within a five foot radius. So what happens, we like with my guy in New York, for example, he's wanting to, um, he's just wanting to get in shape. He's a little overweight. He wants to lose some weight, tone up a little bit, increase quality of life, that kind of thing. Um, and so basically I, we communicate via Skype, text, call, check-ins, things like that. Um, uh, payment is usually made through PayPal. Um, and just, I build his program like I would with any other client and I would, I send it to him make sure he didn't have any questions. Um, things he demonstrated, that's when, you know, things like, like Skype or, um, Uvu or other FaceTime type, um, technologies come into play and whatnot. And then he works his program and we check in, making sure everything's going okay in the same manner that I, that I check in with all my clients, like when we meet on a weekly basis, but it would just be, Hey, has things going, calling him, texting him, that kind of thing. Very nice. Well, that's that's a really good uh, kind of advertisement for yourself because there's people that are going to listen to this podcast from all over the place. And maybe somebody listening has said, you know what, I've gone to my local gym. I'm not a you know the same as everybody else. I'm looking for a one-size-fits-all type of thing. And uh, you know that may be a great uh, opportunity for them to reach out to you. So that's, that's Absolutely. really cool. Well, tell us, I mean, it's, it's clear that, you know, like I mentioned, you're obsessed with helping people. And I can certainly feel it in your voice, and I'm sure everybody else can as well. <laughs> Help us understand what really uh, motivates you to push yourself. You know, help us understand what makes you tick. Well, um, one thing I'm, I've always I'm, I'm always looking to develop myself um, in all aspects of my life. Um, and one thing, um, a ton of my mentors that I that I all the mentors that I've had in the books I read and all this the different things in that aspect they've always said is you have to know what you want. And, and, and when, when someone comes to me and they have motivation issues, like your question was what motivates me and really makes me tick. Yes. Um, I have to find that I ask the same thing to my clients. So I have to find out 
what makes but what makes them motiv- motivated and and what really gets them going and most there's two major questions that I have to find out from every single person I talk to whether it is a gym motivation I mean, you can apply to any area of life, family, uh, fitness, finances, business, relationships, it, all of it, um, is what do you want, number one, and why do you want it? If someone can't answer me those two questions with extreme detail and so vividness you can taste it, then that's usually where, in my opinion, where motivation, where the motivation lacking issue comes from. So, um, if, for example, one of my one of my mentors, Bob Proctor, he, the way he talks about it is one example he gives is if you don't know where you're going, you can't get there. You can't pull out of your driveway and say I'm going on vacation and then not have a final destination. I mean, if you, I mean, you could technically get there, but it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, it's going to take a lot longer too. Versus if you know exactly what you want, so vivid you can close your eyes and taste it, feel it. You know what it smells like. Um, everything you could, you literally can next to feel it exactly so vivid it's 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 nearly in front of you that kind of vividness when i say what when i ask somebody what do you want like not they say oh i want to get in shape okay what's that look like do you want what what clothes what size clothes do you fit in what would you how would you feel walking into a room the end result you what kind of clothes would you wear would you carry yourself different would you talk different would you would you lift different um things like that you got to know what you want in any aspect of life, um, but we're talking with my business, fitness related. Um, you have to know what you want so vivid to that extent. And then once I forget, then once they know what they want that much, we all have to have a driving force. This is really where the motivation comes in. What is the why? Um, Simon Sinek, one of my favorite books I've ever read, Start With Why. Um, if anyone is into the personal development side of things, I highly suggest picking up that book. Um, but you have to know why you have a, you have to have a reason why you do what you do. You know, if your goal is to, you know, say make a million dollars, well, why do you want to do that? And nothing, there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting a nice car, a nice house, but it's, why do you want that? There's usually a deep, sometimes it's hard to find, but you've got to have it. Almost everybody has a deep rooted emotional why that makes them, that really drives them home. That's what keeps you going. Like I, like I have a, a few of my clients I've trained, I've trained with my clients um, almost any um, profile you could you could pick, whether it's six year old kid needing to stay active, a fourteen year old that's obese, or a seventy year old grandma with cancer. Like, um, so this applies to any area all along the spectrum. Like, I have a I have a I have a client that she had to lose weight because she couldn't have a kid. She was so overweight she could not have a kid, um, and they wanted to expand their family. So that's a right, right there. Her, her wanting to lose weight. She has a big, deep driving force. When she wakes up at six in the morning and doesn't feel like going to the gym, she's got to remember, well, why am I doing this? Oh, I want another family member. I want to carry on my legacy through my kids. I mean, that's a pretty hard, hardcore driving force that motivates, that motivates somebody. So you've got to have, know what you want and know exactly why you want it down to the emotional side of things. Yeah, that is very, very well said. How I, I know the answer to this, but I want people to hear this. How old are you? Twenty-four. You hear this? This guy is twenty-four and has <laughs> more knowledge about the why and motivation than some people ever find in their lifetime. And I'm talking to the listeners now. Ask yourself, what's your why? What are you trying to accomplish? Where are you trying to go? And it's amazing to me because I've I've talked to a lot of people here lately, and um, a lot of people have no idea. They've never thought about it. He says. You know, have a detailed plan of once you get to where you're going, what does that look like? What does that feel like? That's huge. 
ask yourself when you, you know, I talk to a lot of people and, you know, you know, what do you do for a job and what are you trying to get out of life? A lot of people say, I just want to be comfortable. Well, what does that mean? They're like, I don't know what it means. I just want to be comfortable. Man, you owe yourself more than that. Dig down, figure out exactly what you want or why you're doing what you're doing. And I mean, that can really open up something new inside of you or light a fire under yourself you've never felt. So man, he is onto it. He is onto it very well. What golden nuggets, what couple of brief takeaways would you like our listeners to remember from your story? Um, well, first, first of all, that what I, the, the thought, the, the concept I just talked about is what do you want and why do you want it? Um, that's actually, there's a third part to that. And so there's, what do you want? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to sacrifice to attain it? Those, oh. that's what, that's one of my, that's one of my biggest things with, with me, like say in my industry specifically, but like I said, a lot of this stuff that I go over with my clients, this topic of, of, of stuff is it can be applied to anywhere. If you have a bad relationship with your wife, if you're not making the money you want to make, uh, anything, all this stuff that you can really drive home to cover any genre of life, if you will. But fitness wise, what do you want? Why do you want it? And then what are you willing to sacrifice to attain it? Cause then, you know, if, if you have to, if you want something you never had, you have to do something you've never done. And I know that sounds really hallmarky, cliche, but it's it's true. I mean, if obviously something has to change, my Absolutely. biggest thing, my my biggest thing with like any goal you're willing to attain, Bob Proctor says it best is um, a, the the attaining something is only a side effect of a goal. The whole point of a goal is to grow. You have to almost like you're growing into your goal because. Because people make these little mediocre, not worthy goals like, oh, I, I want to buy a new car. But they bought a new car in the past before. Well, that's not a good goal. You have to pick a goal that sky excites you and scares you at the same time that you've never done, that you have no idea how to do it. That way you have to grow in order to attain it. One of my, If you know me very well at all, uh, I'm a big, huge believer. Like my, If I had to have a slogan stapled on me, it would be, if you're not growing, you're dying. Nothing in life sits still ever. Um, it, a plant, if you look at a plant, a plant, a little flower, it grows and then it dies and then it continues on and it keeps, you know, through the seasons comes back and dies and it, it doesn't stop anything. Once you, that's why when, when it comes to the category, category of success or goal attainment, even though everybody has their own little, um, definitions, but the thing is you can't consider something successful if it's not maintained and I can mow my yard and I have a successful looking yard, but here in a couple of weeks, it's going to grow back out. So part of being successful with anything is maintaining it, which takes, which takes time, effort, uh, energy, and things like that. So you, that's why if you're not constantly growing, you're going to die. If uh, in the fitness world, if I get to a, if I get someone to lose a certain amount of weight or get someone to a certain level of musculature where they look a certain way, if they don't maintain that and continue to grow, it's going to decline. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, yeah. So you've got to, whatever, whatever you're doing, if you're not growing, you're dying. So the point of any goal is to grow and attaining whatever the goal is, is just a side effect of that, of the process. So always remember the point of a goal is to grow. Side effect is just getting whatever you wanted. Man, I love everything you just said. So <laughs> well put together. And you know, the fitness industry is actually a great example of, of bringing to light what you just said. You know, no pain, no gain. That's so true in fitness and in anything in life, you know, and I actually told my 10 year old son today on the way back from Walmart, I don't know what we were talking about, 
but he was complaining about something, some kind of an outcome that he doesn't like. And I, for the life of me, I cannot think of it. But I said, Ethan, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And I said, I tell you this all the time. Do Absolutely. something different. Do something differently. And that's how people tweak and fine-tune and hone to get to where they want to go. All right. Tell us about your greatest success that you've experienced so far in your working life and kind of walk us through those steps that you took to reach those milestones. Um, well, the, to get my business to the point it's at where I don't have, like, I'm, I'm a fully complete, I'm fully completely self-employed. I don't, um, have any other job. I don't, you know, work at Starbucks part-time or anything like that. And, and pro- probably the biggest accomplishment right now with me is to get to that point is oh, it, took my, it, it, it took my business a minute, especially if, if you ask any, find any, any trainer, you, any personal trainer that, that doesn't have a second source of like another source of income. I mean, I'm the biggest fan of multiple sources of income, but I'm, but but I'm talking about, um, you know, not having to have a side job where, um, where, you know, I part, that's how my business started. I was working as a personal trainer part-time while I was in school and that kind of thing. But being able to quit all my other normal, um, dead end jobs to completely go the full entrepreneurial life and dive into my, um, what I do. And, uh, my wife is still, my wife is still, um, working and she, um, yes, that's true. I'm also married at 24. So I have a beautiful wife, um, and who supports me 110%. And that's the next biggest milestone is to get her to be completely done with her job. And we're close. We are so close. Um, but we got to make sure all our ducks in a row for that. But probably my biggest accomplishment so far is to, for me to completely be done with all other types of, um, jobs to get to where I am now. Um, and the steps for that is just, I mean, it's honestly just hard work. Um, I have pe- I've had people like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not, I don't want to come across boastful. I've had some people, they ask me, they're like, dude, why do you do this? Like they'll see me in the gym for 15 hours. I'll get there at 6am and leave at 10pm. And they'll, they'll be like, dude, why do you do this? And I look at it and I, I kind of like, I didn't mean it bad, but I kind of looked at them like they were like, it was a dumb question. It's like, I'm passionate about what I do and I'm not at my end result yet. So it's just a matter of doing whatever it takes. It's a Grant Cardone reference right there. Another great author you guys should look at, but, um, it's just, you got to do whatever it takes, you know, find what, even like from a competition side in businesses, do everything you can ethically with integrity and morals, but you still want to get a competitive advantage. You know, that's like with what I do, people like, dude, why do you do that? I'm like, cause my competition won't. And there, I just had an edge up on what, on my competition. It's, you've got to, to get my business where it's at right now and to continue, because I've got some, I'm nowhere near where I want to be with my business. I'm, I still consider myself a super baby in this whole thing of life with business, um, with the goals that I have and then the plans that I, that I'm, that I'm pursuing. And that's the biggest thing is, um, you just got to do what it takes and put in, just put in the work, the hustle. And, you know, sometimes you got to, can't, we can't go to, the, to, to dinner or go to the clubs with the friends on Friday nights or, um, you know, be out late early mornings kind of thing. Like I was at the gym the other day till 1130 at night working on programs because my Wi-Fi went out at my house and I had a client at 6 a.m. the next morning. It's just, it's not, that's the thing people right now, entrepreneurship is the cool thing. Um, if you look all, all over everywhere, it's the cool, hip, um, awesome thing. But and a lot of people portray it wrong. If you go on on like Instagram and social media, all you see is guys with, you know, Benzes and watches and and money all over hotel rooms. And it's not a lot of people don't portray it right. It's it's rough, you know, when your business nearly fails in a month and and you but you still have your dream of what you want to accomplish. It's 
it's not always easy. Um, I thank God every day for my wife that she's so supportive because, um, to be completely honest, there's been points in this little, in this thing with my stuff with my business where things weren't going so right, going so great. If my wife wasn't as supportive as she is, I don't know if I would have made it through some of it. I never really understood that whole saying where behind a, a great man is a stronger woman. And until I met my wife, Shelby and, um, but it's, it's not always pretty. And that's the biggest thing with when you're talking about how, how to, to come out of how to come out of that, or, you know, you have the, the biggest struggles and a lot of times the biggest and best results come after struggle. You know, it's even, even that's even with a like a client specifically, they, I have clients with, um, that have never exercised before that have every issue under the sun. Like I like literally, like I swear they, something went wrong somewhere and every, every worst possible issue known to man is on them. But the they work through it and they know what they want and they set their mind to it. That's the biggest thing is is your mindset. If your mind isn't there, it's not going to happen. And just working through it and and getting the job done and literally doing whatever it takes. That goes back to what I said earlier. What do you want? Why do you want it? If if your what and your why are where they should be, nothing else should matter. You should know what you want so ungodly vividly that it's so it's it might as well be yours. Um, and then the, why do you want it? Your driving force has to be strong. If you've got big lofty goals, you got to have big lofty why behind it and some big and lofty work ethic to be able to make it possible. Man, this guy is, uh, he's inspiring, isn't he? <laughs> Good Lord. But you know what? It, you said a lot of things that I agree with and a lot of things I want to touch on. Uh, one thing that really stands out in my mind is you're right, man. People think entrepreneurship's this, this fairy tale cruise. They don't understand. Not at all. It is the roughest journey you can ever go on because there's highs that are great. Making your own money is awesome. But when you you know lose clients or contracts or you have times where you're not making money or things don't go the way you planned or people let you down or people lie to you or take advantage of you, there's a whole lot of opportunity to say, man, forget this. I'm done. And the ones that don't are the ones that make it. You know, if you look mm-hmm. at you look at like Mark Cuban or any number of really super ultra successful people behind that success is a story of unbelievable failure and loss. And that's part of the journey. The journey, like you said, is where the growth happens. You know, just like with lifting weights, if you don't, you know, go through pain and you don't do new exercises and hit your muscles from different ways, you're not going to have growth after a certain point, you know, life's the same way. And, the really exciting thing is anybody listening to this from any age and any walk of life can make a massive change in their world right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. Tomorrow's right. not promised. I just had a conversation with a neighbor of mine that's much, much older than me, and, and we had that talk today about tomorrow's not promised. you got to ring out life for what it is today, and if you don't like your cir- circumstances and you can't find them, you got to make them, create them. So very good stuff, man. So I'm sure a lot of people listening are, are like, you know, Jared's obviously got some good things going on. This guy's clearly driven and very, very determined. How can I experience my own breakthrough? What advice would you give our listeners that may be asking themselves that question right now? goes back to those first three points. What do you want? Why do you want it? What are you willing to, to sacrifice to attain it? That's literally the starting. I, I know I keep coming back to it, but that's literally the foundation for everything is if you can't tell me what you want, we can't go anywhere. Like I, I literally had a client that, uh, I, I asked, here's, here's a good example for you. I asked, I was like, okay, so what do we want? What, what are you wanting to do? And they're like, I don't know. You're the trainer. And I'm like, but it's, it's still your body. I mean, I can make you big, fast, strong, small, big, uh, 
upside down. Like what do you, like it's what you want. It's, and, and they looked at me like I'm crazy, but it's, you have to know what you want. I mean, there's all these little factors with having any amount of success in any area, like uh, embracing failure, um, strong vision, um, depth, depth of vision, all that stuff. But if you can't tell me what you want, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be extremely difficult to attain it because you don't know where to go. I mean, because, you know, this thing we call life is pretty vast. I mean, you can go in a thousand different directions with it. But so you have to know what you want, then why you want it. But, but aside from that, I mean, we're talking about if someone else wants to make any kind of breakthrough in their life is, I'm, I'm telling this is when my business changed. When my business went from really struggling to in literally one month, like astronomical results. It's all, it's, it sounds cliche, but it's all in the mind. Literally, your mindset is everything. I'm a big believer. Um, I'm a God-fearing man, and I'm a big believer in all the laws of the universe that they talk about, like law of attraction, law of association. I mean, if you're hanging around deadbeat friends, you're, you're it's going to be really deadbeat. Yeah, exactly. If you're, every well, something my mentors have always told me, like when I talk about if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're the, my my mentors in life have always told me if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room, and it's about getting outside your comfort zone and growing. Like when I said, the point of any goal is not the attainment of the object. It's to grow and attaining. It's just a side effect. Like Bob Proctor talks about, I mean, that's it is if you're not growing, cause I changed my focus from my business to like, I have my business goals, but, but I almost changed my focus from, um, growing or like the end result with my business is just growth. And my business just jumped. Like, like just create in like literally a month time, just absolutely changed. Isn't that crazy how it can flip like that? Absolutely. And, and that's not saying, and that's not just, it's, that's not nothing, anything special about personal training or anything like that. That's anything like you've got to realize your mindset controls everything. I pre- you could ask any one of my clients. I'm almost annoying with how much I preach about your mindset. Cause no one, no one else, I don't hear a whole lot of fitnessy people talking about it because your mind ultimately controls everything we have because between your conscious and your subconscious mind, because we have our, our conscious stuff that we're like right now, I'm, I'm thinking consciously about what I'm saying. But um, – or like in the gym setting, the hour that you're in the gym lifting weights, yeah, you're, you're thinking about that consciously. But it's the other 23 hours that almost mean more than, than that because what happens is you have all these subconscious – we're all subconsciously programmed from whether our – everything from the way we were born to our current environment to what we've um, kind of just turn, turned into as people. And it's like driving. If you're going to drive over to the hop on the interstate and go to another state, uh, I guarantee you, you're not going to concentrate completely about your car. You're just going to go because that's what we're subconsciously programmed. We just drive. We don't think about it. We just go. Um, versus when we were all 15 or 16, we're like, okay, turn key. Okay. Foot on brake, move the gear shift. Like we all, we, we don't have to systematically think about it. We just drive. Um, we have in every area of our life, we have all these subconscious programmings. And a lot of times that's what's setting us up for failure is we're, we're messed up at the subconscious level. Um, it's like a, a weed. If you want to cut, if you want, if you don't like dandelions in your yard, you don't just cut the head off it and it grows back. You have to remove it at the root. A lot of with my clients, um, and this is any area in life, I've got to help. I've got to really work with them at the subconscious state and fix it there because there's a scary chain of reaction. Your thoughts control your emotions because we're emotional creatures. If you know, you have a, if say you wake up and your dog's dead, I mean, that's pretty bad. probably not a very good example, but if you wake up and your dog isn't, is passed, you're going to be instantly have issues emotionally. You know, we're emotional creatures. Our thoughts control our emotions. 
our emotions, because most of us act on emotions, our thoughts control our emotions. Our emotions have to do with our actions, especially subconsciously. When I say subconsciously, you don't, you're not actually thinking about it. Um, so our thoughts control our emotions. Our emotion control our actions. Actions done repeatedly we call a habit. And once you have your set of habits, that's your result. So thoughts, emotions, actions, habits, results. And it's this big, vicious cycle, but it can be for good or bad. Because if, if you've got a current, you know, like I see with, like, I'll give you an example of my clients. Um, someone is overweight, comes to me, overweight, needs to lose weight. That's our criteria for this little example. And, but chances are, because your, um, your brain, the way, or your subconscious, your outside is just a reflection of your inside. So that's where I can tell right away where someone's at mentally is their, is their outside. You can tell that financially, you can tell that physically, everything. Um, so like I have a, I have a client, she, I, she'll be warming up on the treadmill. I'll be like, Hey, how's it going? And her answer is I'm fat. I'll be like, Oh wow. I mean, okay. Well, that's, that's literally what's keeping her there. She views herself as fat. You have to quit. You have to, she can't do that. If she wants to come out of that and quit being overweight, she's got to start viewing herself in the situation she wants to be in. Because if your thoughts are focused on where you're currently at, which most people are unhappy with, if you're overweight and you're, thought process is saying how fat you are. I just did a video on, on Snapchat talking about this, um, just before this call, um, or before this, um, this interview. So if your thoughts, if you're thinking and focusing on where you're currently at, you're just going to get more of it. You know, that's, that's, that's as plain as I can say it is what you focus on grows. So if you focus on the bad, you're going to get more of the bad. If you focus on the good, you get more of the good. And I, I mean, and that's, that's literally it. What you focus on grows your thoughts. It's another hallmark he's saying, but thoughts become things. And that's the bottom line is what you think about grows. And that's what you're going to show attention to as humans. We only have a hundred percent focus. It's like they talk about while driving that you have a hundred percent focus. If you're splitting that, that up between your phone and the road, nothing good's going to come out of that. Well, if you put, you know, your, any of your focus on a bad part of your life, like the situation you're currently in, like, Oh, I'm so broke or, Oh, I'm so fat or so, or, Oh, my marriage sucks. Whatever your bad situation you're focusing on, that's, that's it. You're talking about subconscious levels there, man. You're, if you're focusing on that, then you're going to have those bad emotions about it. And those bad emotions make you have bad actions when you're not thinking about it. And those actions equal habits and those habits equal that bad result all over again. Versus you have a choice over our thoughts. And no one believes me when I tell them, we have a choice over our thoughts. You can choose to think positively and have a good um, mindset about things. And that's, and then you start to have a positive frame of mind. So say you're fat and you're like, no, I get it. I'm fat, but I'm not going to be, I'm getting out of this. I'm and start viewing yourself as fit. Then those, the, then you change it from the positive or the negative thoughts to the positive thoughts. Those make positive actions those positive actions turn into positive habits. Those habits turn into positive results, and now you're at a whole new reality. Thoughts equal reality. Absolutely. Something I say often is your uh, situation will rise or fall based on the level of your belief. So I mm-hmm. think you uh, said that very well. So we know where you're at now. We know you've built um, your business up from nothing into a, a full-time uh thing. And I, I imagine that's going to continue to grow with the internet and the other things from this point forward. What's your number one professional goal that you're working on now? And how do you plan on getting there? Number one in the world. That is my current goal right now is I want to be number one in the world at what I do. That's a big goal, but I like it. <laughs> uh, most people, most people look at me kind of strange when they ask it, but, um, 
but you know, you can't take, but you, you gotta be careful. That's the other thing. You gotta be careful who you tell your stuff to and listen to is because if you, if I have big goals and dreams and I tell it to small minds, like not trying to sound all judgy or condemning, but I'm just saying, you gotta be careful. That whole law of association thing we talked about oh, who yeah. you associate with is if you, if you're around a bunch of small minded, closed minded, scary things, individuals, you're going to, that's, 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 that shows what's going to happen with you. But yeah, that's my current goal right now is to be completely honest with you. I plan on being one of the number one in the world at what I do. Well, what's neat about that is it makes me think of a saying I, I said to somebody the other day is why enter the race if you don't plan on trying to be number one? Like exactly. I've, never, I've never understood, you know, I want to go run the race and as long as I finish, that's good enough. It doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, I used to uh, play basketball and my knees and back would cooperate with me and I don't ever remember stepping on the court saying, uh, I hope we, I score a lot of points, but I don't really care if we win. Like that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. I went out there cause it was fun and I intended and believed I was going to win every time. So mm-hmm. no, I totally get that. It takes, it doesn't, it takes, this is another great book. I know I, I keep throwing books out there. Uh, magic of thinking big. And one of the things they talk about in that book is, um, is it takes no more. It doesn't take any more effort to dream big as it does to dream small. I mean, so, so if you're going to dream, why not dream big? If in any situation you're going to, you're going to hit failure and problems and issues and successes as well along the line. But you know, it's, if, if you're going to go, I mean, go, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things. If you know, it, it, it's, you just, just go big. It's like the whole cliche saying, go big or go home. Like it's, yeah. I know that doesn't apply in every area of life, but I mean, if you're going to, if we're going to most likely fall short on, on a goal, that's just part of life is we fall short on goals. But in the way uh, Grant Cardone, that author I mentioned earlier, he, uh, the way he words it talking about finances, he says, well, if we're going to fall short on a goal, would I rather fall short on say, I want to, or if I want to save $10,000 this year, would I rather fall short on saving $10,000 or fall short on saving a million dollars? I mean, if we're going to fall short, regardless, I mean, even teachers in college told me this, they said, well, if you need a C to pass, Chances are you're going to throw low, go a little lower and you're going to fail the class or you can aim at an A. And if you fall a little short, you come out with a B or C. You know, it doesn't take any more effort to aim big as it does to aim small. Absolutely. Well, um, man, my mind just went blank. I had something cool to say and add. <laughs> It'll come back to me here uh, later on, I'm sure. But no, that's very well. So obviously you're an inspired dude and you've got mentors that you talk about and authors that you talk about that – um, obviously are of great value to you. Uh, what basic things or qualities inspire you about other people? Um, well, there's so many. Um, <laughs> the bi- I mean, the biggest, one of the big things I write is integrity and morals. I mean, that sounds really cheesy and cliche, but if you don't have like, like I don't consider someone being successful if they did it in an unethical fashion. Like if you went and robbed a bank and made a million dollars, like I don't consider you a success at all because you did it in an unethical fashion. So yeah, they didn't um, earn it. Yeah, exactly. So basically, a uh, good sense of morals and ethics. Absolutely. Um, not being afraid to work hard, you know, all these core values that you just have to have, you know, when you're when you're doing anything. But um, the biggest thing whenever I'm looking to a, for a mentor, like in the, or or uh, source of guidance, like like with your question, um, this 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 is a big thing that I think a lot of people need to he- listen to and pay attention to closely is they have to have had, they have to have what you want. Like, as in, um, if you're going to tell me how to make a million dollars, you need to have, have earned a million dollars. Oh it's, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, so when I'm, so when I'm looking for books or mentors and things like that, I, they have to have, they have to have attained what I've wanted. You know, if, 
if I'm a doctor, I don't want to go to a guy who's not a doctor who to learn from, you know? Um, no, I think that's very wise. I, uh, you know, Jessica Stout, I interviewed her two shows ago and she said something that's, it's kind of haunted me in a good way, but it's very simple. But think about this. She says, if I wouldn't trade places with you, I don't want to take advice from you. That's so true because I can't tell you the amount of people that said, well, this is what you need to be doing. And I kind of look at them like, why do you have an opinion? Like you're not, I love saying this to people. You're not allowed to have an opinion. Like if you don't have kids, don't give me advice on how to be a father because you're not allowed to have one. It's the same type of thing, but uh, very, very good, man. Uh, fear is one of the favorite things of mine to talk about because I think fear is interesting. Um, yesterday, my son and I were getting old leaves out from underneath our deck uh, just to get the bugs, the critters out of there, get the moisture out of there. And I said, here's a rake. I said, put your hands underneath the deck, fling the rake up there and pull them out. And he said, I can't do it, Dad. I said, well, I don't understand. What do you mean you can't do it? I said, I'm going to crawl under here on this tarp and re, you know, reconnect this downspout. He said, I just can't do it. I'm too scared. I said, okay, help me understand. What are you scared of? You have a rake and you're moving leaves. He said, well, there's spiders under those leaves and they're going to crawl up the rake and they're going to bite me. And one might be a brown recluse and that could really mess me up. And it's amazing because in that example, obviously my son's being a bit dramatic, but fear, this force we can't see or touch, man, it, it cripples people. It prevents people from ever even figuring out, you know, what they could be. Because they say, well, I'm going to fail anyway, so I'm not even going to try. It's just amazing. Um, I just have kind of run wild with this topic here. I apologize. But how do you overcome your fears? Well, I mean, that's always been an um, – I've, I've struggled with it. And I know lots of people have struggled with it. I mean, a lot of people are scared to come talk to me. I mean, in the gym or even come into the gym. There's that whole big gym intimidation thing that they talk about. Um, and it sounds cliche, but it's just do it. Like if you're – like back when I was in a sales position um, – you know, I didn't, I didn't want like going, uh, cold, cold calling or dealing with like a cold market and just pitching people. Um, if they basically, everyone always told me is if you're scared of it, that means you need to do it. Just if the more, the more, the more worried about it you are, the more you need to go after it and just face it. It's just facing your fears. Um, I know. So for me, me, for example, um, say I want to, um, hit a new weight in the gym that I've never hit it hit before. So say I want to bench press you know, a weight that I've never done before. I mean, I can't, if it's, if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. You know, you've got to just, you know, get over it. I mean, it sounds really bad, but just get over it and do it. But that, the, the two, but there's two, um, the faith and fear are very similar, uh, are very similar to each other. One thing, my, one of my mentors, um, has told me to do is they were talking about this faith and fear category is cause that's just an emotion fear. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not as big as people make it seem. Cause there's some people who just are scared of nothing. They're nothing scares them. But, um, because talking back about your subconscious mind is because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between, um, faith or fear. It doesn't know the difference between a dollar, a million dollars, um, or anything. It, it will literally accept whatever you give it. Um, and so if you literally put, go from that standpoint, if there's something like, say I'm getting up in front of the stage, I really don't have that big of an issue talking in front of people, but I still, there's still a little butterflies kind of, kind of thing. Like I got just a little bit right now, just to be completely honest, but we appreciate your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but basically is you have, I've literally done this in situations and I've told other people doing it works like a charm is just tell yourself you're excited. 
faith and fear are so close together. But if you're in a situation where you're scared, where you're, you're fearful or nervous about something, just tell yourself you're excited and you literally like feel it move. It's weird. It's, you'll have to try it. Wait till you're in a situation where you're not comfortable and you're a little hesitant and a little fearful and just say, I'm excited. And, and, and it, and it changes and, and you become excited. Well, you know what I love about what you just said? You, you admitted to us all that you're out of your comfort zone right now. And you've been talking about that on the show today. And for you to actually be living that, what you're talking about is great. This guy's got authenticity. This guy does what he talks about. I love it. That's good stuff, man. Um, what are the most impactful words of wisdom that you've ever heard? I know you've, you've had a lot of uh, sources and references and things, but if you had to just kind of pick one group or one phrase, what do you think that would be? If you're not growing, you're dying. Everything, every single thing in life and area of everything comes down to it. If you're not growing, you're dying. The love you felt on your honeymoon and your marriage is not going to carry you through the rest of life um, with your with your spouse. So obviously, you have to continue to make that grow in the fitness industry. You hitting you know two two three hundred pounds on your bench press on a Monday. You know you may not hit that in you know five months if you don't keep maintaining that and growing. It doesn't, or it doesn't matter what it is in every area of your life. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's great. I think that's very well said. I like that. Uh, I, you've, you've mentioned several, so if you have to pick one, um, and I didn't mention this earlier, I actually, the last podcast I actually interviewed myself in an effort to kind of let the listeners know a little bit more about me, but I, I mentioned that same book, uh, the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And it's a great book, man. It's easy to digest and super, super powerful. Uh, so that's good stuff. But if you had to share with us one book title, and you've mentioned several, but if you had to pick one to recommend to our listeners today, what would that be? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I could pick just one. So let, let's pretend a listener listening right now is like, you know, I've never really read self-development type books. You know, I'm going to start. So what, what would you recommend as maybe a first good read for somebody going down that journey? Um in some cases, it can be a little different read, but I am the biggest fan of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. That's one I've not read. I need to check that out. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. It is like I, I bought this this Bob Proctor guy I keep referring to is one of, is a huge guy that I, I follow and I um, read a lot of his stuff. Um, but basically, Bob and Napoleon Hill um, are basically the – well, Bob is the only one alive in the chain is the modern-day Andrew Carnegie because okay. – and, Andrew Carnegie, wealthiest man alive when he was alive. Um, Andrew Carnegie mentored a guy, if I remember this right. Andrew Carnegie mentored a guy named um, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill basically gave you a little idea on the book. Uh, I know I sound like I'm selling it. <laughs> uh, basically, he interviewed 500 of the world's most successful people in the time and put it into Think and Grow Rich. Like gotcha. I'm, talk- I'm talking about the Thomas Edisons, the Henry Fords, um, those guys, like the the big the big guys, not not just someone, you know, not just a really good car salesman, but like Henry Ford is interviewed and Thomas Edison, all those, all those guys. And he basically interviewed, spent his whole life interviewing them and put what he gathered in thinking of real rich. And it was written in 1937 and it is more alive than it like today than it was back then because Bob Pro- or because Andrew Carnegie mentored Napoleon Hill, wrote the book. Napoleon Hill mentored Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale mentored Bob Proctor, and Bob Proctor is the only one in that chain that's alive today. And if I remember right, Andrew Carnegie is kind of the uh, the founder of the American steel industry. Am I right? Yes. Cool. I'm glad I remembered and, that. And actually, going back to one of the points I mentioned earlier, one thing with Andrew Carnegie is um, he didn't know anything about steel. 
talking about um, being the smartest, don't be the smartest one in the room. With Andrew Carnegie specifically, with the research I've done on him, if I'm not mistaken, basically the stuff he wasn't good at, he just he literally just surrounded himself with more people who knew who knew more than he did. Yep, but that's he, key. And and that's and it got and it got done. <laughs> so. No, that's, that's good stuff, man. So tell us your website if people are listening and say, you know what, I might want to check out this uh, this online or this virtual training. Tell us that and also tell us uh, the best way for people to get in touch with you if they'd like to. Sure. Uh, my website is www.hamiltontrainedpasttense.com. Hamiltontrained.com. Uh, my social medias is Facebook's Jared Hamilton. There's a bunch of them, but um, but Jared Hamilton is my Facebook my Instagram is at real Jared Hamilton, R E A L J A R E D H A M I L T O N. And my Snapchat is at J Hamilton 911. So a lot of my social medias. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you do Twitter as well or no? Uh, I never got into Twitter. I'm, I'm, I don't. I, I probably should, but I never got huge into Twitter. They so. say Snapchat's a wave of the future. I need to. Snapchat I, is. I absolutely. need to learn to use it. When I uh, put it on the phone and start messing with it, it doesn't uh, seem as user friendly. But I need to get over that because I know that it is the next big thing. So. Yep. Well, man, I appreciate it very much. Tons of good content here. I mean, this is a a show that uh, you know I hope people listen to and share. Uh, hopefully this is the show that makes some passive listeners say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast because there's good stuff on here. So appreciate the heck out of it, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you got a hold of me. I'm glad to get on. Awesome. All right, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Awesome, brother. You too. All right. What a conversation. That was another uh, great interview, and I'm enjoying the heck out of this, meeting people from all walks of life, uh, very inspired folks, and I uh, hope you guys are finding value in this. Well, later this week, we'll meet with yet another inspiring person. I won't tell you anything about him or who it may be. You'll just have to tune in to check that out. Now, if you like the show, please go to iTunes and give us a, a review. A five-star review would be great if that's how you feel. Uh, reviews will help the show and uh, take very little of your time. Uh, you could subscribe to us there or Google Play Music or Stitcher and share this. You know, if you find value and you know somebody that may find value here in this twice a week, uh, please share it. We'd love to keep growing that audience and uh, keep providing value. That's what we're here for. So uh, as always, thank you for listening and uh, we'll catch up with you soon.